gonna miss saying goodbye. You're gonna miss saying goodbye. You're gonna miss saying goodbye when I'm gone, 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 gone. This episode is sponsored by Taking the Ferry. It's like the Confederation Bridge, but nobody cares. Today on a very special episode of Half a Star, we've got one heck of a guest lined up for you folks here today. And they're going to be sharing little bits of stories from their past, from their musical past, about how do we adjust during the pandemic. But also we're gonna get their juicy Half a Star story. Ben, who do we have? Local island boy made good Tim Shaysan is here, Justin. We're so excited about it. Tim Shaysan, you might know him from his solo work as an awesome musician. You might know him from back in the day as Tim Shaysan in the morning fold. And you might know him as one third of the East Pointers. Folks, this is a jam-packed episode filled with fun stories, laughs, and of course, music. We're sending you home with a great piece of music here today on Half the Star. He's Ben. He's Justin. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star. Benton. Alexander Angus Hartley. I have a question for you. Hit me with it, man. I love when you have a question for me. And I use your full name to pull your attention in. I feel like I'm in trouble. Uh, Well, you might be. (laughs) You just might be. Remember that time in uh, 20 aught 12? Is it 20? What do you say? 20 aught 12? I think you just say 2012. I think you say 20 aught 9 when it's only one digit. 20 aught 12. We were in. Um, some would regard the greatest improv troupe in the history of the University of Prince Edward Island performing oh. at uh, the Wave, legendary venue uh, known for its $5 Caesars for its time. <laughs> and we had the opportunity, Benton, to perform at a coffee house in the UPEI faculty lounge. We made it. <laughs> yeah, we did. And it was, as I recall, it was a fundraiser for school teachers or something i Educate don't remember teachers yeah i think it was a fundraiser <laughs> for, <us>. for <laughs> i think it was a fundraiser for uh tbd tbd yeah okay it was it was a fundraiser for to be determined yes. yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense but, but we, we weren't the only person on the bill that night exactly we yeah. had we had one heck of a headlining performance so we you know you go to a fundraiser <laughs> and you're just like man i hope this event has uh, four people doing improv the best they can, unpracticed, unrehearsed. I hope there's a teenage girl playing a ukulele. I hope, I hope maybe there's a, a local celebrity we can spot at this event as well. Benton, do you remember who it was? Well, Justin, luckily we have photographic evidence to memorialize that occasion so I can never forget. And uh, as luck would have it, that local celebrity, Justin, is here with us today. I wouldn't even say he's a local celebrity. I would say he's a worldwide celebrity. Tim Allen voice coming out. Uh, <laughs> listeners, please be joined by the one, the only, Tim Shason. Good day. How's she going? I remember that night. And uh, very briefly, 
um, from my UPEI or you guys were at UPEI as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, uh, I think it took me 14 years to finish my degree. <laughs> not, a, not joking. Uh, anyway, won't go there, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember all those fun little, like, uh, well, you guys were great that night, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> I always remember those tiny little things that you would do at UPEI, like little tiny concerts and shows mm. and little things that you would do to get extra marks and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. And good memories, good memories. Yeah. And thank you for sending that picture brought, brought it all back. Well, it's funny because it definitely shows how time has passed for two of us. Uh, <laughs> you more or less look the same. Justin and I could not look more different now than we did. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we took, took some grooming tips from uh, friends and family. I think after that, photo made the rounds they're like boys you gotta step up uh (laughs) the chicken finger diet only can get you so far um also could you imagine if ben if we didn't go to upei but we were just upei's improv guys like we just (laughs) strolled into campus yeah um but tim what did you study at upei if you don't mind me asking oh i did a psychology degree oh cool yeah and i i did like I think I did like four like solid years where I took my, I didn't take a full course load and then I had an opportunity to go on tour. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to peace out for a bit. So I I did a few online courses here and there. And then it came to a point where literally maybe like three years ago, um, it was like my credits were going to expire. And I was like, holy shit, I might not have a degree. And I spent one million dollars on my yes. university degree. um uh, uh, actually 999,000 uh, yeah. 1000 is the George Coles bursary yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and uh I yeah I, I had I think I had one class left for like a bunch of years and I was like I'd be so stupid to not do this so I I yeah I, I went back I was home for like a few weeks in the spring and uh finished my last class and got the degree but it was debatable whether because I had I think it was 10 years. I think it's 10 mm-hmm. years that your credits expire. Yeah. So, and I think I was up to like 13 or f- I can't remember what it was anyways, but it was debatable whether I was going to actually, they were going to wow. let me finish it. And I was like, I think I had to like, kind of like say why I think I deserve to finish my degree. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, they don't, the psychology uh, department. they don't tell you that your credits <laughs> expire. That's how they get you. No, I know. I think I just kind of heard it through the, through the grapevine. I was like, is this true? And then I was like, I should probably look into it. And yeah, sure enough. Lo and behold. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because isn't that still information you learned? It's like, no, we're going to have to ask you to give that education back. Yeah. Please. We're going to legislate that you forget that now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys, what did you guys uh, study? uh, I was an English lit major with a theater minor. Oh, nice. I, I was history. <laughs> you were history. Yeah. I was a history major with honors. And nice. quite frankly, in the five years I spent there with my honors, the only piece of useful history like tools or information that I feel like I obtained was being able to have a sound argument in the John A. McDonald statue removal debate. I won't dive I won't dive too much into it but listeners I ask you to please consider the difference between history and historiography that is all I have to say about that 
Find That's coming help. soon on Statue of Limitations, Justin's new history podcast. <laughs> It'll be a one-person show. Get ready. <laughs> and I'm I started in statue. <laughs> I started in history actually because I loved it, and I and I did like two years, and I was like, okay, it, there's so much reading, so many papers. I was like, and I loved psychology too, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take the, yeah, the yeah. option that requires least less time (laughs) and Uh, then and then it it turned out to take like 14 years yeah yeah Uh, here's here's a hack for any any listeners and i'm not talking about my comedy uh i mean a life (laughs) hack uh uh for any history students uh if you're if you find yourself uh listening to tim like oh yeah i feel the same way i don't want to do all the readings uh in first year upei i took two entry-level history courses history of canada uh, I bought the textbook for the first term for the for that uh, for that class. Did the work with the book, and I was like, "Cool!" And I got a solid eighty. The next term, I was like, "Well, what if I don't buy the book? <laughs> what if I just go to class and just listen as best I can?" I got the same mark. <laughs> just saying, and. Just putting that out there, saved uh, saved a couple hundred dollars, saved several hours hours of work that I got to spend building an improv troupe. Nice. So who's the real MVP? <laughs> now, um, uh, Tim, enough about UPEI. That's not why we brought you on here. We know you ha- you're renowned for your, you've got your psychology hobby. Keep it as a yeah. hobby. <laughs> it won't get you anywhere, but it's fun. No, it it is. <laughs> So you're uh, you're a musician. Um, yeah. You're a fantastic solo artist. You have the East Pointers as well. Um, how has the last year been for you? I guess is my yeah. first question. Well, yeah, it's definitely been. Yeah, I mean, it's been obviously different for everybody, but um, yeah, it's actually been like we. It's been okay. Like it's been good. I think that. Uh, for me having like a a young family it's like we were like I would take my wife and my son on the road before um, like we were always on the go like we were touring a lot it was like super hardcore tour touring and I I love that but it was also like I was starting to feel like oh my god we're freaking touring our asses off and and it's like I just enjoyed the time at home and then whenever this all we were in Australia at the time and it all kind of started to go down um like basically just woke up one day and it was like, Oh, your shows are canceled. And we're like, Oh, okay. We had another two months. We were supposed to be there. So yeah, but we we came home and it was just like being home this last year and a bit has been like amazing for like, for like, as far as family goes and, and uh, yeah, just not being like traveling all the time and go, go, go and not settling kind of thing. And, um, and we've all, we have a house here in, in, uh, in Waterside, which is like uh, close to Pondell area. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been really nice and just kind of connecting more with family and, and friends. And um, yeah, it's been good. Like as far as that side of my life goes and, and then musically it's been um, yeah, just kind of taking on different, different creative projects and still quite, quite busy. It's um, like uh, Cody and Jake and I are, uh, we have like a really solid writing schedule going, which is, which is awesome. Nice. And we're, and we're planning on recording. Um, yeah. So Jake and Cody both moved to PEI because uh, Jake is originally from Ontario and he married a girl from England. So he was in England and then Cody married a girl from Australia. He's from PEI, but um, they ended up all buying houses back here. So um, 
yeah so it's been awesome like because before when we were off the road we like never saw each other right and that was kind of partly the reason we toured so much because we were coming from like three different continents and then yeah uh, you know all of our writing and everything had to be done like either while we were on tour or, or before or after and uh it was always like really time consuming like being away for that that length of time um but yeah now we like can like actually hone in and focus like like jake has a little cool studio set up and um yeah and get together a few times a week and so that's been that's been really awesome and we've like we've been lucky enough to have little opportunities to uh you know play a few like we did uh we started a little festival in the fall called the harvest home festival that Mm -hmm. we do on our roll the bay fiddle festival grounds Mm -hmm. um yeah just little things we just did two nights at the confed center which was cool Mm. um but yeah, it's, it's been, uh, I mean, definitely a weird year, but, uh, yeah, it's been good. Like I've also started a new little thing with, um, with like, uh, teaching, like, uh, like kind of more of a fiddle educational right. thing where it's, uh, like doing like tune tutorials of like East coast tunes, which I've been like grateful for the amount of people that are on there, like through Patreon. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been like really awesome as well. Could just a reason to pick up the instrument because it's like as you guys know as artists, if you kind of get out of the groove, then you're like it seems so foreign after a while. That <laughs> yeah, like, for you sure. Know, you, you need to keep it going. Like even when you don't feel like it, sometimes it's like it needs to keep going in order to to like you know keep drawing inspiration mm-hmm. and like running the tap basically. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about these Confed Center shows. Did that feel like you were getting back to normal a little bit, or like was it? Yeah. Was- it's- a was little it weird? bit <laughs> was it weird or was it was it fun uh, was it emotional like what what was that experience like yeah i think that like as far as i mean we've done the confed center before where there was like whatever 1100 people mm. and then that's like the, the best feeling in the world like walking out on stage and it's a, a full house and um we were lucky enough to do that twice on two canadian tours and then um yeah and this past one like they were able to do 300 people per night and that was there were there were 300 people per night which was awesome like but yeah if i mean it felt kind of weird like how there was like so many seats and obviously but um but as far as playing like it felt really so good to like play with jake and code because we definitely um there's like a you know a connection with your when you're with people performing as you guys know as well it's like when you're with someone in it on stage Mm -hmm. it's like there's another level of like connection that you're having with each other that's like um, you know, and if you get into a groove, you're, you're just like, it's something that you can't really replicate anywhere else. So it's, um, so that part of it was like, mm-hmm. really, like, was really awesome. And, and even just for people to sit and listen and like, just soak up the soak up the music was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And like the weird thing I've done a few shows since since COVID and, and you're like, there's no like talking to people after no like yeah, kind of going yeah. out and stuff. Yeah. And so that's weird, like when you can't go and connect with the people. So it's like, um, so that's a that's a side of it that kind of sucks. But like there's um, but there's. Yeah, but we were saying too, like sometimes when you after you play a show and you guys might have experienced this, too, like you're just sitting, you're like played a show and uh it, usually when we were in, on tour and you're like really exhausted and you sit back and you have a beer after the show and you're like sometimes you're just like oh god i think i could just go to bed right now or <laughs> yeah. like whatever <laughs> because like really after the show is like um is a whole other like a whole other part of your night that you're there you know chat which i absolutely love and that's where i get all my energy too but um it's like another 
part of your night, whether it's an hour, an hour and a half yep. or two hours that you kind of forget, like, it's not really something that you're like, consider another show almost like you're kind of, yeah, it's like a whole other performance in a way. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, Cause yeah. you're connecting with people and you're, uh, which is amazing. But then, then it's like, okay, after that, then you have to pack up all your gear and then load it and then <laughs> yeah. go yeah, to the hotel. Yeah, then yeah. you get a few hours of sleep and then you wake up super early and you drive to the next place. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. We were just reminiscing after the show. It's like, sometimes this wouldn't be a bad idea, but, um, or if there's just someone at the show that you really don't want to talk to that, you know, is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, no, it was, it was really, it was really awesome. We were, um, yeah, it, we were super fortunate and we had a great time. Definitely. Cool. So, yeah. Let's listeners be sure when you see Tim Shason is coming to your town, you check it out. And hopefully that'll be someday soon. So hope, uh, listeners, I hope you're wearing masks. I hope you're keeping your distance. I know vaccines are rolling out steadily in uh, different provinces across Canada and different parts of the world. So please get your vaccination, wear your mask, and go support live music when and where you can. Because Tim wants to hang out after the show. And, <laughs> and I even heard that if you ask Tim, He'll uh, he'll share stories from the good old days, and that's uh, that's that's what I want to ask here now is what got Tim Chason into music? And I know you come from a rich family of uh, of money. You're very definitely well- not a rich family. <laughs> <laughs> rich family. Rich family of music. Uh, rich uh, rich yeah. culture of music lives in yeah. your family. What got you specifically into it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like the family thing, it's uh, like everybody in my family played like growing up, it's it was like, like I had there were six in my family, and then I had like 55 first cousins on my dad's (laughs) side. And everybody, like, it's, it's interesting, because as I grow older, I like to like look further and further back of like, why, why everything's the way it is, and why, you know, it but it's mm-hmm. essentially for some reason, like I come from, I won't go that far, super far back, but coming from like Acadian ancestry, like the, there's something there that is to do like, like the richness of culture and music and food and togetherness and community. And um, just kind of all played down, like I think through the generations and, and the fiddle just happened to be, I think an instrument that kind of brought a lot of people together because um yeah, because it was like, I think it's eight generations or something like that, where wow. um, like my dad and his dad and his dad and his dad were kind of like always the fiddle players if there was like a wedding or a funeral or a party or like a barn dance or anything. So there was, um, it kind of glued the community together a little bit. And it, uh, I mean, the, the downside is what is that the fiddler always got paid in alcohol. So they ended up being alcoholics. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, it was, uh, yeah, just something that kept um, everyone together. And so whenever it came to like my dad's generation, it was like with all the cousins and kids, it was like, they really, I think they kicked it into a little bit more of a high gear as far as like, okay, we, all, we have fiddles for you guys. And as soon as you're able to you know, like pick it up, then we're gonna, you know, it's, mm. it's there and it's gonna hopefully, you know, keep this culture going. So yeah, so that was kind of it. And then like, I had a bunch of older brothers who were like, you know, huge Metallica fans and Guns N' Roses. And so they, they were like, you know, there was lots of electric guitars and drums and basses. And, uh, and my dad was a piano player and, uh, and he plays the fiddle too. So it's, there was just always music around. I think it just came to a point where, um, 
like as a child you just literally imitate what's going on around you so um yeah i don't really remember picking up like an instrument and being like oh i'm gonna play the fiddle it was just yeah it just kind of was always there huh um as far as like music goes and dancing and um yeah and my mom dances and it's like um yeah so i think that's kind of how it all happened and seeing like all of my like i had a bunch of cousins that were around my age as well that played so like that was just kind of you know we went and played soccer and um couldn't afford to play hockey that's okay uh <laughs> but we all like played soccer together in the fields or, or pond hockey and then the next thing was like we were all just playing music together with mm. even like so it was just like a very natural thing i guess you could say and uh and definitely grateful for that and, and uh even and lots of my cousins that played had no intentions of you know making it like a full-time thing or whatever it was just like a fun thing to do like it was just hmm. yeah a hobby or whatever but um because yeah there's just so much joy you get out of like and even these days just getting getting people together to play tunes or sing songs is like i'm realizing how important that is from like not being on the road where you're doing it every night you tend to take it for granted sometimes like but just getting people over to you know play a few tunes or sing a few songs and like have a beer or whatever is like yeah really fills definitely fills me up for sure well that's sort of something that i've noticed about the arts in general right because mm. justin and i come from more of like a spoken word sort of tradition of, yeah of things, right cool. i'm a beat right. poet that's, yeah he's uh... a beat poet is what i'm trying to say um but like we having it taken away from us by worldwide circumstances really puts it into perspective sort of why you fell in love with him in the first place you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah totally. and, and that that's been like it's been really um quite a journey to be on i would say for yeah. me anyway absolutely yeah. yeah totally same for me i mean the big thing with uh with comedy for me it's uh kind of made me stop and take a look at my life and say why am i doing it like if i'm doing it what is it i'm trying to trying to say with my work like what is it that um what speaks to me about this uh, about this art form so it's been a definitely a, re a reflective period for mm -hmm. old funny boy Shaw here. But uh, <laughs> we know you can play instruments until the cows come home, Tim. But now we need you to pay the piper. Eh? Hey, hey. Listeners, right. we are back on Half a Star. It's a storytelling podcast. We have guests. They come on. They tell their stories about their cool careers, all the fame and the money and all the cool stuff but we want to know the nitty-gritty we want to know the half a star gem that you've got tucked away in the vault of your mind and ben and i we've got the stethoscope and we're like hacking the combination we want in man we want to know what is tim chason's half a star story a story so bad it's good oh gosh well I was just thinking about it a little bit as as we we're conversing. And I have a story that I don't know if it's technically it's definitely well yeah, stupidity, I guess. Is that it, kind it's of already fantastic. <laughs> All right. No, I well, uh give her. So I this is one story that comes to mind and it's uh and I've I've told this to a few people before, but not that many people. Um so the Magdalene Islands, you guys know, mm -hmm. are familiar yep. with. Yes, absolutely. So that that boat leaves from uh, from Surrey, so mm -hmm. where I grew up, um, 
and we were like teenagers and like maybe i guess maybe i was 18 or 19 i think and um and me and my buddies and my cousins were just like let's go over to the madeline we were actually all drinking that night and we were like let's go over to the madeline the boat leaves at 2 a.m we're like the boat's right there uh, we were 18 i think and then uh yeah because the drinking age was 18 yeah so we were like let's go over and just like hop on the boat so we were like okay so we all went over and there was we somehow stumbled across so we got on the 2 a.m crossing um we got in big trouble because uh clearly everyone was trying to sleep and we were like continuously drinking more and more alcohol because we got to the bar there was a cute girl cute french girl to bear um and yeah and we we get there we're still awake um and we decide uh, oh, we got there and then we picked up a brochure from the soon as you get there, uh, the tourism center. And it, it says there's a sandcastle festival that's happening. So oh we were like, when we find out that the, the lady says there's 10,000 people at the beach and she's saying it in a French accent. And we're like, maybe she means like a thousand or like something like that. And sure enough, the beach was like completely packed and it was like this crazy, amazing time. And uh, we didn't kept kept drinking didn't didn't sleep and that night there was this really great band playing at a bar and uh so we were you know as boys from surrey do we were taking our beer and pouring it into the into the glass pitcher get kicked out of the bar it's all good um and then the boat leaves at 6 a.m the next morning so we're like um okay let like maybe we'll just lie down in the grass for a few, <laughs> oh, no. a few hours outside the bar boat leaves at 6 a.m and uh and i wasn't like you know i keep saying that we're drinking but it, no one was like really like you know it wasn't debauchery it was mm. like fairly like legit I, like yeah. no one was like like a slow yeah. burn yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Okay. um yeah and so i was like uh my brother was with me actually so we decided um like there's a few of us okay some people stayed up and then a few of us decided like outside of this bar we're like maybe I don't know, like a 20 minute walk from the boat or something like that. And the boat leaves at, at 6 a.m. Um, and we decided it was like maybe 4 a.m. Let's sleep for an hour and then we'll go to the boat because we're completely exhausted and blah, blah, blah. And so I have a history of sleepwalking and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I still I still do sometimes. Um, but this was my worst case of sleepwalking. So what happened was apparently uh, maybe it was like 3 a.m. I can't remember, but um, I wake up and I don't remember and I wasn't like it wasn't a drunk thing it was like it's probably accentuated because I usually do it when I'm really 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 tired mm. um so I wake up at about like I don't know what time 5 a.m say and my brother was like Tim where are you going and I didn't I didn't answer him he said and uh and I walked in behind where the bar was and uh he thought he thought maybe I was just going to take a piss or something and apparently what I did is I walked into the bar and uh, like the front door was open because it's like there was a few rooms upstairs. It's oh, like yeah. a, mm-hmm. kind of like a guest house upstairs. And I had no idea that this even existed, which is still, there's a lot of questions about this. <laughs> uh, so I walked up and I walked down the hallway past all these rooms and into like a lounge area. And I went back to sleep and nobody saw me. Nobody knew that this place existed. And uh and so, so blah, 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 a couple hours pass. It's like, and I, and I just wake up and I'm like, 
look, I'm like, where am I? Like, I had no idea. And I looked at my clock and it was like 10 a.m. or something like that. And I was like, holy shit, where am I? I have no idea. And I like walked down, like I tried to come back down. And the restaurant, like the bar is open. There's a patio. The restaurant's open. Uh, I look like a pile of shit. And there's like uh, everyone, like there's people eating and the pat- there's a patio. And the waitress, uh, uh, or maybe it was, was it the waitress or the, uh, the guy who owns the bar? Uh, yells something at me in French like that I slept in like and I was like I have no idea how I got here I really (laughs) honestly and I was like so like I'm so sorry I don't know how this all happened and um, anyway but in so I come and I try to find the guys and I see that there's a few like bags and stuff around where we had went to sleep the night before but nobody was there and I was like oh my god what is going on I was so confused like the confusion was was next level and uh and i'm waiting around and this is like pre-cell phone so i had no no phone right. um and uh yeah and i i call i call oh, there's a pay phone and i had a couple quarters i call home uh to like to my parents house and they're like tim you're alive and like literally everybody thought um i had had died like <laughs> they were, it was a sunday it was a sunday morning it was like super intense they were they had been my parents had been to church they were praying for me in in church in Surrey. <laughs> and my brother my brother and my cousin andrew uh were during this whole time around the entire went around the entire island with somebody that took them uh in a car to look on all of the cliffs because it's there's a history of of like because the cliffs are so steep and we were right beside a cliff that they thought that i fell off the cliff but my, wow. my brother was like i saw him get up like he like it wasn't like he just like randomly stumbled off somewhere like yeah. i saw him get up but and he, my brother also knew that i slept walk by times so he was like they were like very very concerned wow. and and the whole boat was like there's a missing uh 18 year old <laughs> man uh like can you keep your like so it was like all over everything and meanwhile i'm just like sleeping uh up at this like above a bear kind of thing and yeah it was like the craziest the craziest stupidest thing that i had that i had ever done in my entire life i would probably say and there's a few other things that happened and we were stuck in the on the island for until that night the boat didn't leave and and the the bar owner also came to tell me like he told <laughs> he was pissed. He was like, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, they were so mad at me and, and us for like, cause we had to linger there. There was like, no, like if you've been to the Mountain Islands, it's pretty small and there's, um, yeah, we were, they definitely knew who, who we were. And we also didn't have much money with us and stuff. And it was just like, I think my brother had like some hot dogs and like he brought a burner with him and we were just like, it was a sad and we bought like a loaf of bread and we were just like oh my god what is going on but i think we i think we got back to to pei that like late that night and everyone was like you know everybody in my town was talking about it and and you know they're like oh yeah you slept walk yeah no i'm sure yeah okay (laughs) and i was like i I, there's no other yeah anyway it was wow it was a pretty crazy time for sure and it's still yeah yeah. That's the, that's one story that comes to mind. 
No, that's great. <laughs> <Comes to me. laughs> I, what I loved about that story, and I think it, it puts it up there with uh, one of the greats for, for half a star stories is, uh, Ben, I think you can uh, attest to this with me. Sometimes you hear like little story signifiers, like a Chekhovian gun almost. Yeah, where you're right, like, yeah. you're like, oh, oh, he's going drinking. This is going to be good. Yeah, right, yeah, and then yeah. you hear the ferry at 6 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, no, they're not making that. <laughs> they're not making that ferry. No. <laughs> no. But then I every. Some of the, I think some of the guys that came with this got on the ferry at 6 a.m. because they had to get back, even though I was missing, which was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Thanks, guys. But but my my true my true friend stuck around. Yeah, the ride or die stuck it up with you. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the Tom Sawyer aspect to this, where like the whole <laughs> village of Surrey is like sitting at church, basically oh, holding gosh. a funeral for you, I and know. you're like sitting there, like almost like watching it from the rafters. It must have yeah. been surreal. Yeah, uh, I know, and it. Yeah, I had lots of comments after that when I got back home and seeing people. It was like, yeah, it was the talk of the town for a little while. Yeah. And then, so you decided to become a world famous musician to try to put that story to rest, right? <laughs> you gotta, you yeah, gotta exactly. work twice as hard to put that in the rear view mirror. <laughs> but that's what half a star is all about. Bring it, bring it yeah. Bring bring it but back. now, now we can celebrate it. And I will say, for all the little details that came out in the story, and I thought it was going one way. At no point that I expect to hear sleepwalking being a uh, a component. <laughs> like player three has entered the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, if you have another story, please, but by no means don't oh, feel gosh. pressured. Yeah. Uh, but you just said, uh, it's like, well, that's one. I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably my most, like one of my most like stupidest, like, you know, you have those nights. There's, there's some that I probably just shouldn't say. Uh, that's absolutely. Fair. Yeah. So Pro- we, all, we all have those. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, we're going to keep on with Tim Chase on. We're going to get those stories. But <laughs> if you want to listen to those, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we have, don't a Patreon, have a Patreon. But no. yeah, you can, uh, you can just mail me $20 and uh, we're not going to record the stories. Uh, I'll just, uh, I'll just tell also, them just to you. just keep emailing them. Yeah, I'll just keep emailing Tim. He'll he'll write it out. I'll uh, I'll spice up some details. Uh, you know, sex it up as the kids yeah. say. Uh, uh, Tim, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate oh, it. Thanks. Yeah. I know. Awesome. Uh, we know that you have a young family, so anytime you can get away is obviously at a premium. So we really appreciate it. <laughs> and I no, will. Thanks. I will say, Tim, no, uh, there's no other guest that I was like quite adamant of. We got to get Tim. Like as soon yeah. as you replied to the first email, I was like, no, he's coming. Oh yeah, on. no. He's- and Sarah, it's Sarah. It was one of those things I had written in my like. I have a notepad of all the things that mm-hmm. I need to do, and I had like Justin and Ben's podcast, and it like and it like sunk way down because I like at the time you first reached out, I was like it was so full on that. Yep. Um, and then, so thank you for reaching out again. It means, yeah, because I really wanted to do it. I just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, yeah. As soon as I found that photo, I was like, Ben, we've got our ace be. in the hole. Yeah, we we got, we've, we've got our blackmail <laughs> material. Let's we go. Got the, either you can fly or this <laughs> goes out. Yeah, and also, uh, Ben, you didn't mention that, uh, I mean, maybe your listeners might be interested in yeah. a music video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you were, well, you I was, were the, I, the stare. 
I was actually thinking we might send the listeners out by playing Miss Saying Goodbye. If oh, that's okay yeah. With you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah, this was probably, I, I would say, like five or six years ago now. Even yeah, longer, it must maybe. be at least yeah. Yeah, five or six years, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, but uh, a few of us, um, uh, Kyle and Christy Simpson and Jordan Cameron and you and me, we all piled into your, uh, your camper van <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, right. we went up that, into, into Upper Kings County and we just had a great day shooting a music video. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't bring that up. Ben, did you write that music video? I mean, I, I can't, we, we sort of all sat down together and kind of came okay. up with the, yeah. with the plan. As no, well, yeah, it was all, it was all you, man. You were the, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> There's a yeah. credit. Listeners, yeah. Ben wrote a music video and I feel like I'm a bad friend for not celebrating that. <laughs> that's, that's insanity. Um, yeah. Before we ended off, uh, this is, uh, this, Ben, you remember going to Famous Peppers a few years oh, ago? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Okay, I'll tell this story. This is so embarrassing. This is a half All a star right. story for Tim. Yeah, this, about- is, yeah okay. this, this, is, this is me performing a half a star story for you. So, okay, Tim, sweet. I don't know if you're aware, but Justin and I have since graduated from the UPEI Suspenders Improv Group, and we are now part of the Papalopalots Improv Group mm. uh, in, based in Charlottetown. And so I had had a uh, Papalopalots show one evening and on my way, on my walk back to our apartment, I stopped off uh, at Famous Pepper's Pizza on Kent Street in, uh, in, in Charlottetown. Amazing spot. And so I walked in and there was a young lady behind the counter and she looked at me and she just went, so did you have a show tonight? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I did. It went great. Thanks for, I don't know, recognizing me. It's Charlottetown. I mean, maybe we ran into each other at a bar sometime. I don't know. And she's like, I really like your music. And I went, that I don't play music. And she's like, are you not Tim Chason? And I was like, <laughs> I am not, but thank you. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, nice. uh, you know, I hope I did you service in our in that That's interaction great. with that young lady. Yeah, um, I'm sure you're, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're a very gentleman. Yeah, and honestly, like, that's one of my stories I tell because I'm like, guys, I got mistaken for Tim Chase on once. It was like the best day of my life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have said, I would have said yes, and then stolen the pizza, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then in the Guardian front page of the Guardian, uh, missing person Tim Chase on steals a uh, pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was probably from Surrey, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's why she and then, yeah, and then it, was, it was like yeah. Shason has a history of lying to people. Everyone thought he was dead for a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well that, that's the difference between Justin and I. At least I was responsible with that information. Yeah, yeah. Justin I'm glad it was been, you. So. I'm glad yeah, it was you. Exactly. Chaotic <laughs> evil, baby. What's that? I don't get mistaken for anybody. Maybe uh like 10 years ago and I was like sickly skinny. I looked like yeah. Joel Plaskett. Yeah, you sort of look like Joel Plaskett if Joel Plaskett hadn't slept for two weeks. Yes, exactly. That's, this is just my look. Like I had a great night's sleep. I just look tired and uh uh always like I'm late for something, which is just kind of my vibe. I'm late for the yeah. fairy. Uh Tim. Thank you so much for this oh, wonderful yeah. experience. Uh, great to learn more about you, your music. Mm. And uh, uh, I'm always so, so, so amazed by the stories people keep tucked up their sleeves for, uh, for yeah. Yeah. years. Yeah, so no, gonna, thanks a yeah. lot for having me. And congrats on the podcast too. Hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's awesome. Um, we're going to send the audience away with, uh, with playing Miss Saying Goodbye, Tim. Uh, would you mind setting it up for us a little bit? Yeah, geez, I haven't heard this song in a long time, but this is a song uh, that I wrote with a buddy of mine, Chris Kirby, and um, 
yeah it's i'm just trying to think oh yeah it was on an album called lost in lights and yeah check her out it's a it's an absolute banger let's take oh yeah (laughs) all right and that was the amazing Tim Shaysan with a song that we all love. And check out the music video, which was written by Benton Hartley and enjoyed. It's on the YouTubes. And it's it was enjoyed YouTube. by Justin Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I that's what I contributed. I just kept hitting yeah. refresh. Yeah. <laughs> Get that got, view that, count. got that view count up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. You're gonna miss saying goodbye. You're gonna miss saying goodbye. You're gonna miss saying goodbye when I'm gone, 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 gone. Hotel to hotel, driving new road every day. And you ask me every night, why do I live my life this way? We're out of money. I'm at it such and you've been waiting long enough And it's gone, gone I'll sing you all my love You say it's not enough You're gonna miss saying goodbye when I'm gone Telling me it's the end of the road You can do what you want but I know You're gonna miss saying Stuff. If we're not face to face, tell me is this really breaking up? I'm always driving you crazy. Whoever said it would be easy was wrong. I'll send you all my love. You say it's not enough. You're gonna miss saying